Blog Talk Radio.
on Blog Talk Radio on the air here. Um, that way I can stay, I can concentrate. Otherwise, I have to look up and down different computer monitors. And, you know, I just want to stay focused in where we're at today. So, Happy New Year, people. Happy, happy, happy New Year. I am so excited to actually be here having this conversation with you today. Um, you know, I had to think about really what I wanted to come out of the gate with this year in 2017 um, to see what I wanted to talk about. And I really came up with this phenomenon that what I call the, you know, have you been cursed by the HE diet? Because I deal with it every single day. And, um, you know, that's Max trying to get down here. That's why he won't shut up. But um, I do it every single day, and I kind of I wanted to I wanted to coin a phrase and kind of really think about it and cover cover it because I'm really hoping that if uh, as people listen to this replay of this podcast over the years to come, they'll find themselves in, and they may recognize themselves in some of these things we're going to talk about, and hopefully it'll get you to recalibrate and uh, come back to to the center and realize um, chasing the dragon is no fun. And uh, sometimes, you know, taking advantage of what's good in your life and not taking, you know, not only taking advantage of it, but yeah, not taking advantage of it, not, not uh, I would say, taking it for granted, I should say, you realize it can come back to bite you. So, topic today, we're talking about the HDI curse and, uh, you know, what that looks like. I'm going to go through some, cover some things that I wrote down today um, after my run, and I was talking to Jamie about it, some of the things that she, she shared with me that we, we were talking about that would kind of let you know if you've been cursed by the ACG diet. And I say cursed, listen, the ACG, the ACG protocol is a blessing and a curse, right? And I say it's a curse because um, it's one of those things you experience something in your life that is completely unexpected. Um, you have success losing weight for some of you, maybe for the very first time in your entire life. I mean, and we're talking about massive success. And that massive success tends to stick with you forever. And uh, if you can't seem to duplicate that massive success, if you allow it to, if you allow it to curse you, you can actually um, make it very difficult for you to ever get back on track, to ever reach your goal, because you're constantly living in the past. And so this is also a warning show for those who may not even experience, have experienced this protocol before, and uh, hopefully that you won't take your success for granted and you'll learn how to um, navigate through this journey. And what I want for everyone is what I've always wanted for myself, is that to be able to come out the other side of utilizing something that may be new to you, something that you may have heard of, something that, that, that um, you may be desperate to do because nothing else has worked, have, and then be able to take advantage of how amazing this protocol is but not to revert back to the way the, the way you used to live. To actually realize this is a new lease on life. This is a, this is a new opportunity for you to have a new lifestyle, um, um, be new and different, and get the body of your life and keep it. And we've all made the mistake. Trust me, I'm, I'm teaching. I'm coming from a place of knowing. I've made the mistake of having some massive success, taking it for granted, and having difficulty getting back to where I want to be. But also, you know, like I've said, if you heard my protocol, my podcast before, I have a higher level of of uh, accountability than the average Joe. <laughs> I coach, I teach, I write, I breathe, I lecture on this subject. Therefore, I need to be better than everyone else when it comes to implementation. I've written two books on it. Um, I've talked about it, God knows, hundreds of, hundreds of times. I have hundreds of podcasts out there on it, um, lectured on it. I mean, it's so, it, but that doesn't, still doesn't make it, that still doesn't exempt me from some of the things I'm going to talk to you about today because I, if I'm saying them, I probably have experienced them or I've witnessed them with my clients. And so 
the blessing. So let's let's talk about the blessing before I talk about the curse. Because some of you are some of you may understand where I'm coming from already, and you may know. But um, you know the blessing, the blessing um, of of doing this protocol, being introduced to and being open to trying something new, being open to putting a hormone in your body, um, being open to the science behind why it works, and not the hype, and not the negative press, and not the opinions um, of other people. Um, let me just close this. That you experience something um, for most of you, it's always the very first time. The very first time is the biggest blessing of all. And you come with all the skepticism in the world. You, you're pretty sure that it's probably going to fail you like every other uh, protocol or diet or system you've done in the past. And, but you, a little part of you says, you know, I'm going to trust it. And one thing I do love about uh, this protocol that it's it, it 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 should it should if you're not paranoid when you do it I mean paranoid and you're really afraid of making mistakes, really afraid of the of the of getting slapped if you do it incorrectly, um, which is what what was what kept me uh, doing it perfectly the very first time and second time. Um, then you're you're definitely starting off with the wrong foot. But if you do follow the system, this protocol correctly, exactly as we lay it out to you, it is by far the fastest, most effective fat release system, I still, to this day, almost nine years later, after searching and reading, I want to say over a hundred books and trying so many different things, and those who follow me know that I've tried so many different things, that this is by far the most effective fat release program on the planet. But that's all it is, is a fat release protocol. It is not a lifestyle plan. It's not something you can do repeatedly every month or every other month or every three months or every six months um, for the rest of your life and think it's going to work. It is designed to help you get to your natural body weight as fast and safely as possible, but then you need to wise up, move on, and live a lifestyle that's indicative of the body that you've created. So I want to go through a few of these curses, if my phone will stay on, and I'm going to elaborate on each each and every one of them. Um, then I'm going to open, it up, open the lines up for any, any conversations. I wish I could have done the Facebook Live thing at the same time. Um, only because the fact that it's just great. Um, it's great to, that's where a lot of my, my people are on Facebook. And I sent out email to my list. All you there. Um, but I always like to try and get it, get it out to everybody. But anyway, um, it is what it is, right? So with that said, um, and these are not, not necessarily in order, um, but the first one that I wrote down after my run was your first ACG round will never be duplicated in its effectiveness and its, and its, initial, in its effectiveness, success, and initial fat loss. And that is a fact. That means the very first time you do this, even if you do it incorrectly, you're only a virgin once, right? I mean, that's true in life. You're only a virgin once. You only have a first of everything. The first time you drive, the first kiss, the first love, the first time you have sex. The, you know, the first time you follow, you do anything and there's a chance you're going to have, it's going to be a colossal failure. There's a chance it's going to be eh, like, you know, really not, doesn't really impact your life or there's a chance that it changes your life. And just to just impact upon you or impress upon you how much this protocol changed my life. I left a 25 year career in real estate, even though granted the market had definitely gone sour um, but to, to leave something that, uh, that's all you ever has ever really done as far as a real profession that made you really ridiculous amounts of money um, that put me into this house on the beach that I still live in today, you know, to, to turn my back on that, to do something else, 
like coach people and teach people and write about this protocol, it had to have such profound change in my life, not just physically, but emotionally, spiritually, for me to literally go, I no longer, I mean, literally completely lose my entire palette for real estate. You realize I used to wake up living, I used to wake up to the stock market every day, check the bond market. I mean, I was a, I was a, I was a, um, you know, a, a product of my craft. I mean, I had to know these things. I had to, I had to know where the rates were going to move in order to protect clients from um, down upswings and, and get them on the downswing. So if you realize I don't look at the stock market, I can tell you what the interest rates are today if you ask me to. Um, I, I really have completely divested and turned myself off of real estate um, as far as the know of it um, because of the fact that it no longer interests me at all. And I completely dedicated my life with having, with having not having any – guarantees that I would even make a living at it. But the point was I was so passionate, so inspired to share what had just happened to my life, physically, my health, um, the fact that I was so blown away, so shocked that actually something lived up to the hype to such a massive degree. You know, that it changed me in such a fundamental way that I literally spent the next nine years, but I mean, I spent in that first year, I spent the first six, six months or a year putting my number on the internet, talking to strangers and telling them about this amazing protocol when I had absolutely no way of making money on it whatsoever. I hadn't, I didn't, couldn't, didn't have any links to any pharmacies. I couldn't sell anything. I hadn't written any books or any products, nothing. All I loved was the passion of it. If I could help somebody change their life and get off the hamster wheel and be able to lower their blood pressure like I did or stop sleep apnea or, 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 or get off the, or, you know, kill, end the family curse of diabetes, that was my passion. It in turn ended up turning into a business, into a brand that has um, served my family and, and myself. We were very grateful for it, but that was not my calling then, and it's not my calling now. It's just part of it's part of building a business, I guess. Um, the success comes with it, and so there's some frustrations and downsides. So if you remember my show from last year, I talked about how devastating 2015 was, and 2016 was a little better, but we still had took some knocks. So that first that first time you do the protocol. It is an opportunity that what happens to you, your body, how your body responds, how you respond, how you show up, how you show up to, to follow the plan is completely, you will never be able to duplicate that level of intensity, that level of um, passion, of fear, of making mistakes, whatever, they, whatever you want to call it that you bring to it to make it so um, phenomenal, um, it's a one-time thing. Now, I'm not saying your success is a one-time thing. I'm saying that particular level of success where, where, where the whole world, where everything comes together in this perfect storm, it's rare. I'm not saying it's 100% never going to happen, but it's rare that it's ever duplicated to that, to that point. That means anything you do sub, sub, subsequently, which I'll go to the second one, um, because you feel now the person that has success in this protocol, they walk away and go, oh, my God. I wasn't hungry. I lost a pound a day or two pounds a day, whatever your numbers were at the time. Um, you know, I lost 40 pounds in 40 days or whatever, the, whatever your success was, success story was, where for the first time I was able to lose that 20 pounds that I hadn't been able to lose. Or for some people, I'd, they lost 200 pounds or 150 pounds or 100 pounds. The thing is, is that now something happens in the brain. So all of a sudden, the doubt, the fear, the anxiety of them of being fat or not being in shape is left, temporarily leaves you to where you go, I got it now. I have this system. It works like clockwork. All I got to do is get the ATG and the thing and follow the plan, and bam, 
I'll be right back. So guess what? If I want to go on vacation and gain 14 pounds like I did, no problem. I can do that. Um, or if I, if I slowly let it creep back on me and slowly let it gain, back, gain the weight back, you know what? Worst comes to worst, I can just lose it. I can lose it. It's only 10 pounds. I'm not nearly as fat as I was before, so I can easily lose the weight again. That becomes the first part of the curse. So the first initial curse is um, having just massive success out of the gate that you think you can pull the trigger on anytime you want for the rest of your life. That's the opening of the curse. The second one is your, your arrogance steps in and you suddenly think you've now found the panacea for your body that now, ha-ha to the world, you've got it nailed, you can come back and do this anytime you want and your body's going to respond again. The next one comes to where you continue to compare your, your, your sub- subsequent rounds to that very first round. So now you're having good success. It's not phenomenal success in your mind. It's not that mind-blowing one pound a day, but you're losing a half a pound a day, which is still better than anything on the planet that can, can come close, right? There's nothing that I know of yet that can really come close. And you suddenly are disgruntled. You're suddenly going, well, it's not working like it did last time. And so somehow a half a pound or a three-quarter pound a day or a quarter pound a day, you know, success suddenly no longer feels or looks like success. Now, if you're talking to somebody that has never done this protocol before and you're telling them you're following an eating plan and a, and a, and a nutrition, nutrition protocol that's allowing your body to release a half a pound a day, that means every single week you're losing three and a half to four pounds like clockwork of fat not muscle, not water, but a body fat, and they have never done anything like that before, they would tell you, oh, my God, what is it? i got to have it, right? Now, you could turn around real ball, no, but that's, really not, that's not really all that great because when I first did it, I lost a pound a day, so it's not really working the way it, it, it did the first time. Do you see the change in the conversation? Do you see the change in the, even in the way that you are describing something that's so phenomenal the first time, the, the words you used to explain it to your friends the first time, that they got to do it, they got to have it, um, because it was so phenomenal, you suddenly are now diminishing the, diminishing the protocol itself, the tool that you use to get to where you want to go, because you now are not getting the same results that you got the first time. Now, truth be told, and if you've listened to me before, you've followed me before, if this is the first time, I tell it to you straight. The protocol doesn't work the same the first time because you know what you're only a virgin once and your body is your body's being shocked. But human, the human body loves being surprised and, and, and to something, with something new. It will, it will respond phenomenally to something it has not responded to before. Same with pushing weights, hitting heavier weight, heavier limits than you've hit before, you know, stream dieting and then carb back, all these different phenomenal you know, protocols that are out there. The body will respond the first time to most things relatively well. But the second time, it's not so surprised. Therefore, it's going to be a little bit more lethargic in the process. But also, what people fail to do is take complete responsibility for the fact that you're coming to the same tools and the same protocol, but you're not coming to it the same way. Because it opens up the door for, um, for what I call the curse step number four, is that you simply cannot or refuse to follow it exactly what you did the first time. The mind suddenly goes, you know what, if I just cheat a little bit, 
I'm doing it 90%. I should get 90% of the results. I don't have that much weight to lose as much as I did last time. Last time I had 50 pounds to lose. This time I have 30 pounds to lose. Therefore, I have less fat, so it should be easier for me to do it. So even if I cheat a little bit and lose a little bit slower, I'm still going to lose it faster because I have less, I have less weight to lose. So wrong, wrong philosophy, but it's a philosophy that most people have. So you come to it, you cheat a little, you step outside the boundaries, and the more you don't get what you want from that process, excuse me, you guys get quick, someone said it drives me crazy when I drink water in the middle of my show, but I got to hydrate, sorry. Um, uh, the more you bring that philosophy to the process, the more your, your, your returns get diminished, the more frustrated you get. And so what, you, what do we do as human beings? We cheat even more. We start punishing ourselves even more and step further away from, from the protocol, which now the results seem to get even worse, worse, and worse. So I put this one to September 5th. So you cheat a little bit and still want the same results. So psychologically, in your mind, you're telling yourself, well, I'm, I'm really kind of doing it perfectly, kind of. Or I did it perfectly for five days, and then on the weekend I kind of cheated. But what, what about those five days? In those five days, I should have lost five pounds, and then I could cheat. It doesn't work that way. Because and, 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 the, and the overall lesson that I want you to get from this conversation as I go through these different, uh, different symptoms, if, and these are symptoms, if you have had this conversation with yourself or done one of these, you have the curse, right? You have, you have, you're part of the affliction, right? Um, so, but in this, this particular protocol is so unique and so different and has such integrity or requires such integrity that any deviation from its plan will automatically give you diminished returns every single time. So you have to even get more diligent, more, more anal, more intense, more aware than the first time. The first time you could actually make mistakes and still do pretty good. So what happens now, what I call number six, so curse symptom number six, I think I'm a better word than curse, but I, it's just, I, I say things to get people to pay attention. So that, that I think this did. Um, Number six, that you start to accuse the protocol of not working instead of taking personal responsibility for your lack of discipline. So this is when the conversation in your head starts going, you know what, this is not working. The 8CG is not working. Um, it's really never, I'm, well, I know I'm not doing everything perfect, but it's just not working. Why is it not working? And this is where the frustration sets in. These are, these are the 911 calls that I get. This is usually at this time, where my, where I would say 80% of my booked appointments are, aren't for, if they're not for new people coming in and getting information, there are people that are stuck in this, in this conversation. Because my conversation with, with my clients, every client, if you've been a coaching client of mine, it's the same. I ask you sometimes, what are you doing? And they'll go, and I love the people to go, I'm following it to the T. I go, all right, awesome. That's awesome. Now, I know, because I've coached thousands of people by now, thousands of people, I know if you're following to the T, you're not talking to me on the phone complaining about your, your, your weight release numbers, your inches lost, and your pounds lost for the week. You're not. But what happens is we have, we have those, there's two, two types of people. You have those that think they're following it to the T. They really do because their information is skewed. And you have those that, 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 that convince themselves they're following the T, but as you start to dissect what they're doing, they go, oh, yeah, well, I, you know, I did have those crackers the other day, and I did have that muffin the other day, and I didn't do that, but it was only that one time. 
So, I, so my conversation with most of my coaching clients, and if you ever become one, you'll, you'll, you'll laugh because you'll hear me ask you the same question. I said, all right, so break down. I want you to walk me through, and this is the typical daily call, so, so I can start the dissecting process. I'll say, I want, you to, I want you to start from the time you wake up to the time you go to bed, and I want you to tell me everything you ate and drank, the times you ate them, um, and, ex- and exactly how many ounces of each protein you had and what vegetables you had, what combination you had, what dressing you had, everything, everything. And so they start going through it, and a lot of times they start skipping, and I go, no, let's go back to, let's go back to first thing in the morning, what did you have? And you had water, and I had tea, and I had or coffee, and then had a grapefruit, and then I had chicken and broccoli. I go, okay, what what'd you have? How much chicken did you have? I, uh, I don't know. Either go, I don't know, or they go, I had three ounces. I go, was that what's on my book, the portion? Uh, well, I think that's what it was. Or do you, do you weigh out each and every one of your proteins um, raw before you prepare them so you know exactly? Well, no, I used to, but I kind of know what I need right now. I already so they start breaking down. I start breaking down the truth, right? And I start dissecting. And rarely, rarely if ever, do I come across a client that literally is doing it perfectly and struggling. There, 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 there have been a few. And I can count them on one hand. Out of thousands, I can count them on one hand. So I know when I go through this process, if the person is honest, they will, they will tell on themselves and we'll start to diagnose what the problem, what the cause was causing some of the problems. And I love when Dr. Siemens in his original protocol, and I, I, I don't know why it st- still sticks into my day because I thought it was so bold that he said that you will discover people that are on this protocol, they're either liars or fools. Simple as that. They're either liars because they're lying to themselves about what they're actually doing on the protocol, what they're actually eating or drinking or they're fools because they think they're, that, that they're basically thinking that they're, they're following the protocol and they're not. It's not very nice. I know it's not very nice. I would not call somebody a liar or a fool to their face. But the point is, in his manuscript, he wrote down, that because he was so confident in how the protocol would work and how it should work and how it does work, that, um, that he knew that if you were not getting results, that it was something you were doing wrong. I happen to be in that same position on 99% of my phone calls. Now, I don't come to that with arrogance or accuse, accuse you know, I'm always looking to, to the possibility for the person that's actually doing it right and, and, finding, and finding a problem, because that, that means that may be a problem that will that arise in somebody else, right? But I kind of have a high level of confidence that every call that we're going to come up with a solution because perfection equals perfection. This is one of those protocols, if you follow it, perfectly, you will not be disappointed. Now, this, that doesn't mean you're being disappointed. It's not it's because you have, un, most of you are disappointed because you have unrealistic re- results. You bought into the hype instead of the reality of what's going on. And it's my job as your coach to bring you back to reality and let you know that that's not real. So let's go on to one of my other things I wrote down. Um, so, so you started using a protocol for not working. Um, this one I love because like as, as a person who obviously has a store that sells the product, sells the HEZ brands that come from the pharmacy. You know, they're they're compounded, they're 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 highly potent, they're within their expiration dates. I mean, rarely is there rarely is there a bad batch as people people claim to be bad batches. Um, from the beginning of time, since we started this thing, I always have every the pharmacy send me every month send me a, a, just a batch of different brands and I test them. Because I always want to be in front of a problem, right? And there are some brands, some dumb people swear work better than others. But bottom line is, this pharmaceutical, it's been, it's been, it's within its expiration date and it's reconstituted and used correctly. It's going to work. 
So when I find somebody going, I think the HCG is bad because I didn't lose any weight or I'm not losing any weight, fundamentally I know there's a problem because this is it. This is, this, is, this is the fact. One of the biggest controversies about the protocol is that those experts out there that believe that the, the, the HCG protocol is hype and that it's bullshit and that really HG has nothing to do with this. If anybody has a 550-calorie 550, 550 diet, they're going to lose weight. Therefore, uh, HG has nothing to do with it. So if I use that argument, because we could say that's relatively true, that someone, use, someone follows a 500-calorie diet, they're going to lose weight. But the point is the average human being cannot follow a 500-calorie diet for 30, 40 days. Past a week, your body starts to reject that whole concept by you feel lousy, you're tired, you're fatigued, you're losing muscle, you feel like crap. It's, it's your body's defense mechanism, your flight or fight, flight or fight mechanism that says, feed me because I'm not, or I'm going to make you feel so miserable that you're, like you're dying because I am dying, right? So if someone tells me they've been on the protocol for two weeks, they don't tell you that they've been starving. That I've been starving, but it's not HD is not working because I haven't lost any weight. And I go, well, are you tired or fatigued or hungry? Well, yeah, a little, a little bit, but I haven't lost any weight, so I don't think the HD is working. Guess what? HD either works or it doesn't, right? I mean, bottom line, you have real stuff, but you don't. And to be honest with you, HCG is so cheap for these manufacturers in these large companies to make. It's, it's no, there's no upside to producing, bottling, packaging, freaking fake HCG. There really isn't. It's just ridiculous, especially some of these really well-known brands that we use. It, it's, it's just ridiculous to do that. Could it be possible? Sure, but I have not seen it come across my desk on a blatant, blatant basis at all in nine years. So when someone says my HCG is not working because I'm not losing any weight, I haven't lost any weight, I've lost one pound in 15 days, there's a problem there. That, that, that's, that, that's more likely a, a, um, how you're implementing the protocol than the actual substance itself. Would you agree? That suddenly, even if you were eating, seriously eating only 500 calories a day, that first week you'd have lost five or six pounds, maybe even seven or eight pounds on your size, you would, but you would have been starting to chew up muscles. Muscle, you know, muscle doesn't really weigh more than fat, but it actually takes up more space than fat. So you would actually look thinner, you'd look gaunt, you'd, 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 you'd lose some water weight. You, you would lose weight. It would not be the right weight, but you'd lose weight. Um, so it tells me there's something wrong. So that tells me the person is now in this constant state of um, either perpetual cheating, um, um, eyeballing, I mean, basically blindly following a protocol that, that has no actual um, system to it. You know, whereas they don't know how much they're eating or they're not measuring their, their portions, they're not eating the right fruits or vegetables. They're following some other exotic version of the, of the protocol that says they can have chocolate delight and cookies and crackers and all kinds of weird stuff that, and still lose weight. And that's just, it's my job to dissect them once again. And every time I dissect, what are you doing? And I find that they're eating all kinds of weird stuff that, that's not on, they're not following, actually they're not following a protocol. I've had people say, I know the protocol. I thought you were just taking ACG and ACG was a magical hormone that would that make you lose weight regardless of what you ate, which we know that's not to be true. So this is another, so that's another one. Let's see. Well, la, la, la. Let's see. That was, uh, you start to blame the ACG for not working. Now, if any of these you've done, it's okay. I'm going to come to the good, I'm going to come to you how we can fix the problem, right? But I mean, bottom line is that the reason why it's important to identify if you are, if you have used one of these reasons for your lack of success in the past, it just tells you that success is eminent and possible, 
but we got to start with we got to start with ourselves first, right? We got to start with personal responsibility and realize well, where do we, what do we want out of this, and where do we want to go, and what we want our lifestyle to be like. So, the other one we came up with here was um, when you try to lose weight with a new with a newer different plan, uh, you, you feel like your weight loss is so slow or non-existent that you can't stick to the plan. How many guys? You know, this is this is this one is really important to me. Because I started 2016 talking about my new Nutrition Plant X program, which is an amazing program. I started off with, and I started off, I said, with, I remember the audience that I even spoke to were my serial HCG dieters. The, the caveat that I had, or the, the, the very important part of the conversation that I had that people really tended, people missed or chose to miss or ignored or didn't maybe hear or understand was that if you were a cereal dieter that no longer could get yourself to implement the HCG protocol correctly, if you didn't have the, the mindset or the willingness or you were too frustrated or it was too strict for you or whatever, too of anything, and you need to follow a different plan, this was, ama- this was an amazing plan. But ideally, I brought it to the table for my phase three and phase four, my phase for life or my lifestyle plan. That was always my end game for the, for the protocol. So I had people by the hundreds bum rush me saying they had to have this plan. They had to have it. They understood the warning that whatever I gave them, no worries, but they had to do it because they just couldn't do the plan any, any longer. And I got to tell you that 60% of the people that signed up for my Plan X program quit within the first 30 or 60 days. Now, they quit because of the fact that did they quit because it was a lousy product? No. Did they quit because of the fact that they didn't feel better and they didn't have more energy and look, you know, they were, they, were losing, they were losing pounds and inches? No, it was because they could not get past the comparison to how their body responded to ATG. Even though I told them that this is not the same, you are not going to lose weight the same way, you're not going to lose pounds and inches that quickly, it's actually going to clean your body from the inside out, which means you're going to go after the visceral fat, which is going to show, you, which is going to show up more on the tape measure than the scale. No matter how many times I preached it, no matter how many conversations I had, I got, yes, I get it, I get it, I get it, but lo and behold, the curse still came up. The curse got in the way because they went, oh, my God, you know what, Colin, it's just not like ATG. I go, well, I told you it wasn't ATG. Well, I just, I, it's just not working. I'm not losing anything. I'm like, well, you're not losing anything. I mean, really? How do you feel? I feel great. How's your energy? Wonderful. How are you sleeping? Amazing. I'm just not losing any weight. I'm not losing it fast enough, or I'm not losing any weight. There's always something. It was just this constant feeling that of, of not, of lack. They couldn't give the protocol a chance or the system a chance because they couldn't get past the past. Now, this is, and this doesn't matter if it's Nutrition Plan X, if you go on the Jenny Craig diet or the next, if you carb cycling or backloading or, or you name it. It doesn't matter what you do from this point on. You might as well realize this. This is the reality of the curse that you are now a part of if you've done this protocol. Nothing will ever duplicate your very first round of HCG. And if you understand that and you accept that and you realize that you may have to take more time to get to where you want to go, and you may have to be willing to turn off the speed clock or the time clock to get you want to go. If you're not willing to accept that, that need or that, that reality – you're going to stay stuck and stay frustrated. And this is what I'm trying to help you release from today. 
Okay? So understand the reason for this conversation. It's a reality check with love because ultimately I want for you what I want for myself. I want to live life powerfully, live in the body of my life, not have to struggle, be able to travel the world. I mean, I, you know, I went to 10 different states last year, you know, lecturing or going to, you know, events for three, four, five, six, seven days. I just got back from 11 days in Mexico where I had, there was no gym in the condo that we rented. Uh, all we did was walk. All day I did was walk for, you know, everywhere. We walked everywhere. We drove to different towns we had to drive to, but we got there, we walked. And I, I took my nutrition plan X system. We had, we ate, we had beers. We had, we ate out in the restaurants at least once a day. Um, had beers probably a couple of times, some tequila. It's Mexico, man. I'm not going to have, I love my cold beer in Mexico. It's like, there's nothing better than an ice cold beer in Mexico. And I came back one pound lighter than I left. My body fat was, I think, one half, one, 1%, one less than 1% down. And my lean muscle mass was up. And I kind of rested for 11 days. They do any exercise except for walking. So I know the lifestyle plan works. It's a year now of me being under 200 pounds for the first time in five, six years. So I know the lifestyle plan works. But guess what? I had to be, I was close enough to where I wanted to be where I could turn off the speed clock, right? So let me get, get back to the other curses and we'll go into this, this, this later part of the conversation. So um, you, swear the HD diet, you swear off the HD diet thing. There's something wrong with your metabolism. That, you, know, you, you can't lose weight. Your story comes back, right? So your story, now I get, I get, I get a laundry list of, of, of clients that email me or Facebook me or message me, and they give me, this, I mean, paragraphs of all the things that are wrong with them and how the HDG worked for them before, either a year ago or two years ago or five years ago, whatever the case may be, <coughs> three months ago. But now they're, you know, they have all these ailments they had before. <coughs> they're not HDG related, but all of a sudden their story comes back. They lost the story when it worked. But now the story comes back that their thyroid is messed up and they have this and they have that. And trust me, I understand that because we had some of these, these, these Jane and I had the same conversations where we had thyroid issues and, and she, had, she had immune issues and she had you know, you know, parasite issues and was having a very difficult time you know, losing weight. So I understand that. I'm not saying the story is not real. I'm just saying the bottom line is, though, the point is, is that you swear it off that it doesn't work. You can't get your head around doing it again. So you say you're never going to do it again. But guess what? It's like a drug because it's the only thing that ever works. When you go and try everything else, it's the one thing you keep coming back to. And you're going to give it one more try. Some people think, well, I've been off of it long enough that maybe my body will react to it the first time. And there's some truth to that. If you've been off of it for two, three years, your body will, will, will and you come with the same intensity and they follow the protocol exactly the way it needs to be followed, you could actually maybe duplicate that experience. But mentally, you got to be in the game. You can't come with that. You can't come, you know, half-assing it because it's not going to show. It's not going to show up that way for you. But um, what happens is you swear it off, so you're never going to do it again. That's what a lot of people that you know that signed up for our plan X are like. I can't do the HD anymore. You know, it just doesn't work for me. I need something new. I need something different. I need something I can follow. I need a lifestyle plan. They're talking themselves into this. They really believe in that until the rubber hits the road. Until they're two, three weeks into it, and they're like, going, man, last time I did this with the HG, I lost 15 pounds. I've been on three weeks now, and I lost five or six or seven. It's half of that. This is not good. When in reality, you tell anybody that's struggling with their weight that you can drop seven pounds in 15 days or eight pounds or 10 pounds in 21 days, they're like, 10 pounds in a month? I'm, I'm all over that. We've come to kind of create a spoiled 
mentality that, that it's like we're entitled to, to, that our body should now just do whatever we want it to, but we're not willing to do what we need to do for our body. I know it sounds like I'm lecturing, but I, I'm just, I'm trying to just keep it real because I don't want you to struggle anymore. I don't want you to not pay attention and get that all things that are good have to be kept in a, have to be held in a certain level, a certain level of, of, um, um, revenant in order for you to really experience it for what it's for what what you get to get out of what you put into it basically get out get out of what you put into it so what else do i have down here? i only have a couple more and then we'll go into more of the, the conversation i want to cover of what do we got to do to get past all this right um one of the issues which is which is very very interesting i wrote down that it, it's a true phenomenon that i i realized happened to me you continue to eat only the foods that you think help you lose weight. So, so for years, and I'm guilty of this, for years, I want to tell you for years, three, four, five, six years, our refrigerator looked like we were on P2 or P3 all the time. We had organic turkey, organic chicken, organic fish. You know, we had uh, you know, the vegetables, no starch, very, no potatoes, no rice, no pasta. I mean, I didn't eat pasta. I can't tell you how many years I didn't have pasta. I, I rarely had rice. If I did have it, it was brown rice or sushi night. That was it. Um, you know, bread, bread we had, it was like a bread was a treat on Sunday breakfast or if we went on vacation, we'd have bread occasional. But I mean, starches, I mean, certain starches, but the vegetables and the meats and the proteins were the same proteins we ate. Pretty much, we would just circulate them out of the freezer, eat the same stuff because in my mind too, I was like, hey, this is the foods that got me here. It's clean eating. I'm eating organic, you know, my body is going to stay where it's at. And guess what? Your, the human body cannot sustain eating the same stuff over and over again. It starts to stop responding. And all of a sudden here I was gaining weight when I was exercising, I was running, I was, you know, living a clean lifestyle. I was eating clean, but I was gaining weight because my body got too used to eating the same stuff. You have to, you have to keep your body guessing. Otherwise it gets lazy. I can understand. I mean, I was checking my doctor. We're going through all my HRTs. What's going on? Well, bottom line is the foods that I was avoiding, and I'll get to that one and probably the next one, some of the foods that I was avoiding were actually necessary for me to eat in order for me to stay lean. You know, some sugar is a, necess- a necessary part of the human body, to, to human makeup, in order to make the muscles fire and function to keep your blood sugar functioning. It doesn't matter if it's fruit sugar or, or even refined sugar has a place in the diet when, when used correctly. When you eliminate things 100% out of your diet, eventually your diet starts, your body starts to respond, stops responding to the, to the things you are putting in it 100%. You got to keep you guessing. Um, the other one is, um, Jenny, so you remember this one, you start using the protocol as a band-aid. This should have been up earlier. It was as a band-aid, masking the, re- the cause of the real problem. In other words, we don't deal with why we overeat, why we're putting food in our mouth, what's causing emotional, are we eating it from, out of anger, out of sadness, out of happiness? Are we celebrating around food? Is it food? Is food? Is that replacing a loved one, a lost one? We don't think about the reasons why we're doing what we're doing, the behavior behind the overeating or the compulsive eating or the junk food eating. We just go, I know how to fix it. I'll just do the HG protocol. Until we deal with the emotions that are that that we're that we are until we, until we stop stuffing the, the emotions, we're going to be stuffing our bodies, right? Eventually, we have to come to the realization that there's something that we're avoiding, hiding from, running from, not wanting to deal with somewhere in our psyche 
that when I, and I'm not your psych, I'm not your psychologist, but in coaching we deal with this. It comes up in conversation. I I just keep asking why. My my point is I just keep peeling the onion until you come up with the answer. With the aha moment, he goes, oh shit, you may be right. I just go why? Okay, well why do you want to lose weight? Oh, because I because I want I just don't like the way I look. Why don't you like the way you look? Well, because I want to be able to fit in my clothes. Why do you want to fit in your clothes? Well, so I can feel better about myself. What is feeling about yourself going to what going to accomplish? Uh, and, and you keep peeling the answer, peeling the answer, and all of a sudden you get down to the real reason or some of the real reason. And then you can go, oh, so this is why you know, I'm doing this. One, I think one of the best exercises that, that Jamie recommended for me when I had my problem was eating between 9 and midnight, just eating. And I didn't eat crap. I mean, I would, I would have like a, you know, some granola or I'd have a, you know, have a protein bar or, or it, would be, it would just be food, but healthy food, but I would eat. Constantly after you know after nuts, big on nuts, handful of nuts here, handful of nuts there, consuming probably two, three, four hundred calories between the hours of, or maybe sometimes more, between the hours of 9 p.m. and midnight. I was up, I was a person that stayed up late, and uh, she said before you go into the kitchen and do that, I want you to ask yourself a question, and and and, that's, and just put it and just put uh, put just ask yourself what are you feeling? Tell you. Happy, sad, glad, mad, or afraid. Don't judge it. Don't analyze it, but give it an answer. What are you feeling right now before you walk into the kitchen? You can go grab whatever you want. But before you do that, I want you to stop for a second and ask yourself, are you happy, sad, mad, glad, or afraid? And, and, and bored could be that one of those two. But that probably you know, fits in all, if, you did, if, you, if you dissect it down a little more, it probably still fits in one of those feelings. That's all right. And so I started putting, the, um, putting a label on it, right? So what happens is you have to stop and think about it. If you're happy, if you're celebrating something, okay, but do you, do you really need to eat something? Are you sad? What are you sad about? Okay, are you mad? What are you mad about? What are you glad about? What are you afraid of? And you start, so when you start asking yourself that question, you start thinking, well, all of a sudden the need to eat was, what, at least for me, I would be complete, if I was going to be completely honest, completely 100% honest with you guys, I didn't want to ask myself the question, so I didn't go into the kitchen anymore. Believe that. Now, how powerful was that? When I asked her, she asked me, she goes, you been doing the test? I said, yeah. I said, yeah. I said, I said you know, I haven't gone in the kitchen and eaten after, after 8 o'clock or 9 o'clock, whatever my call time was. And she said, I said, you know, I don't want to ask myself the question. I said, I don't even want to know the answer. I mean, that's kind of sad, but I mean, in reality, but, it, but at, least, at least it brought me to the present that I wasn't unconsciously going into the kitchen and just grabbing something, just to be grabbing something. I mean, it's, she'll, she'll laugh at me to this day, but I'll open the refrigerator or the cabinet and stand there staring at it, right? I stare at it, stare at it for like, you know, maybe one or two minutes, and then I close it and walk away, and she says, what are you doing? I'm, I don't know. I'm just looking in there, seeing if there's anything that stands out. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just looking in there. And I do it all the time. I don't grab anything. I don't take anything. But I stare in this refrigerator thinking that somebody's gonna, something's going to pop out at me that I have to have or the pantry. And it's just me actually going through that process. I really, I'm not hungry. I can't tell how many times I've walked into the kitchen just feeling kind of full and going, you're not even hungry. What are you doing here? So the fact that I didn't want to go through that exercise was my tool to stop me from um, eating between nine, uh, 9 and midnight. And then I ended up going to bed like at 10, 1030. And I was like, oh, guess what? I'm not, I'm not a late night person. I go to, bed, go to bed early and get up early now. So let me go to my last one and we'll, we'll elaborate a little bit more. And then let's see, the last one was another big one, guys. You become afraid of the foods that you, uh, you may, that actually may be good for you. 
So the fact I kind of mentioned on this list before, but you start avoiding all these other foods or fruits and vegetables. You realize that I just started eating carrots this year, or not, I mean, last year in 2016, because carrots wasn't a part of the protocol because it's probably got too much sugar in it. Do you realize there's so much hormonal, the carrots are so good, not only are they good for your eyesight, they're so good for you hormonally, for men and women to help balance hormones. But actually there's so much benefit of beta carotene and carrots that everyone should have at least a, one carrot a day and it'll help you keep your hormones in balance. For eight years, I never or rarely ever ate carrots because they weren't a part of the protocol and I just kind of, that was convinced that that's just something I didn't need in my diet. You know, sweet potatoes are a great source of, 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 of also a great face source of, of vitamins and nutrients and minerals that the body needs. I just started eating those last year in more, in more, you know, I guess, in more often than I used to. We'd have them, I'd have them as a treat or have a sweet potato fries when I was out occasionally. But I mean, it's so many, there's so many different things. I mean, beans, Lagoons. I mean, I went vegetarian for 30 days and was like, oh, my God. It's like I, I was having beans and brown rice almost every day, a different kind of bean and brown rice every day, wasn't gaining any weight, had all the energy in the world, felt phenomenal. And these are things that I would avoid like the plague because I thought they had too much starch in them or too much calories in them or too much something. I stopped eating oatmeal, which I loved oatmeal because I remember looking at it when I was doing my – my, um, my, my, my uh, phase 3.2.0, we had to go extremely low carb. When, when I looked at the back of the box of the oatmeal, and it had like 36 grams of carbs in one serving. I went, oh, I can't have that. And I forgot that, that you couldn't have that for that particular phase that I was doing. It didn't mean I couldn't have it for life. So what happens when you start to stop avoiding or you start avoiding foods that are actually good for you, you can do what my wife ended up doing to herself. That she ended up having gastrointestinal problems, and she had parasites a year ago, and then she got rid of the parasites, and that ended up ruining her, you know, washed out all of her good flora. They didn't tell her, show her how to build a good flora back. So she had gas no matter what she ate. She got to the point where she made herself malnutritioned because she avoided every vegetable. She thought vegetables were the enemy. She thought everything was the, everything, anything that gave her gas once or twice, she thought she was allergic to or had. Um, some sort of sensitivity to that literally when we found out why the hell her body wouldn't respond to anything, she had a very elaborate blood test um, that, that checked every aspect of her body on a, on a cellular level as far as her, 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 her uh, enzymes and her, you know, every nutrient in her cell and where she was lacking and what vitamins and minerals she was lacking. And she was, she, even though she didn't starve, she, start, she kind of starved herself even though she wasn't starving herself because she avoided so many different foods, food groups, and, and, and had little protein in her diet that her body literally shut down. She was one of my first students or first clients ever that the AC protocol did not work at all. And my wife does it with extreme anal, without the word, with analality. She's anal as hell. But and I was bewildered and I was frustrated. And I remember I remember being angry with her. Well, you didn't you didn't you didn't weigh yourself beforehand. You didn't measure yourself. I need all the data, right? all the data because you're missing something's missing because if I can't crack the code it drives me nuts and this is my own wife and she went two years of really having a hard time in the age but like everyone else it always worked for her because she was always right on. I mean she was better than me when it came to implementation and suddenly it didn't work man how was it to have a co-owner of your company have the the products that you love and promote the most not work and in the back of my mind I'm like how is it not working it frustrated the hell out of me but we found out why 
Bottom line is your body cannot respond to anything when it's in shutdown survival mode. I mean, remember the and the guy who the guy who did this for his name is Chris Talley. He's a brilliant guy. He's an astrophysicist. He was actually commissioned by NASA to come up with a, a nutrition plan to help astronauts preserve muscle in zero gravity. In zero gravity, um, he works for. He basically is the is nutrition coach and analyst for some of the major um, baseball and football football uh, teams, national football teams around the country. The guy is just a brilliant, humble but very smart guy. And luckily, just from a friend of a friend, we got to be hooked up with him and got him, and got got his expertise and have him have him do this breakdown for us. And literally, said you're like a you're like a cave your, your body's like a cave woman that it's actually in the state of of starvation that because when in the caveman days you didn't have access to certain you didn't have fruits or vegetables or nuts at certain seasons you didn't have meat in certain seasons so your body had to go without but as long as you were able to get certain things you kept this variety of foods all season long all year round the things that were available they were great but if you shut down everything you cut down everything you only ate the things you thought your body liked her body was in flight or fight. It was literally trying to fight starvation. It was holding on to every ounce of fat that she could get. That she could get. In essence, no matter how little she ate, she kept gaining weight. It wasn't massive amounts of weight. I mean, to this day, my, my wife will tell you she's 15 pounds away from she, where she wants to be, but it's been the most challenging 15 pounds of the last two years of her life. When she is someone who literally does yoga five, six times a week, she runs, she now works out in the gym with me. I mean, we're not talking about somebody who's sitting around her ass. Right, but just I give you this example, and I always show, share real life stuff because some of you may be going through some of this stuff and may be victim of these of, of some of these things I'm talking about, and it's very important to share reality because of the fact that until she started correcting her eating and nutrition plan, she started getting 120 grams of protein every single day. She started eating every two hours small meals. I mean, she had she kind of went to an athlete an athlete's diet, but she had specific nutrition. Different, different supplements to control her gut flora. I mean, the guy's brilliant. So he broke it down for her. She's following through the T. Her body's starting to respond. She's starting to finally start to, start to see the weight release. It ain't fast. It's not nearly as fast as ATG, right? But she also knows that she doesn't want that, that the reason why she's not jumping out back on the AC protocol because, of the fact, she, her body needs to have the caloric intake high enough for a BMR and her body to function and stay triggered in to fire off, fire off and preserve muscle. She can't go into this. Even though this HG is flushing fat into her body, it can't be tricked into, into synthetically taking that fat from, the, from her stored fat and doing it. She needs to literally go old school to, re, to get her body and her body memory to start functioning in a way that it's willing to realize that she's constantly giving it the right, right nutrition and that she's releasing fat the right way. So she has to go the slow two-pound, three-pound-a-week method, and she's grateful for that. Trust me. She is grateful for the slow two, about two pounds a week. She doesn't Because bottom line is she knows at that pace she's still going to reach her goal, and she gets to build back her body, build back her strength, build back the muscle she lost by starving herself inadvertently starving herself. And this is not a person that literally has a de- eating disorder. She literally was just trying to be comfortable and stop her stomach from hurting or being bloated or having gas, I mean, room-clearing gas. It was a very, 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 she'd probably kill me for telling her business, but I think she would tell it herself. But it was just emotionally, physically, mentally draining to feel, I mean, and, and physically she was lethargic and, and because of the fact that she was freaking starving herself. But if someone told her, there wasn't a genius that did the blood that, that if her blood test didn't sh- prove that fact, then I would tell her you ain't enough protein. You don't need protein. Yeah, shut up. You know, I'm eating whatever's gonna make me feel good. 
The point was that until somebody didn't tell her whether they had some, had some authority, they had proof that she was starving herself, literally starving herself, what she was doing didn't seem to her like she was starving herself. So avoiding foods that you think that, are no, that aren't good for you, or that, that you think traditionally are high in sugar or this, that, whatever theory you have, the point is that that theory, that, 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 that thing we do, that, that what is it called, our, our instincts or our instinct or a knee-jerk response to a problem can often be the wrong response to a problem. So you gain weight, you stop eating, right? That's, not what, that's, that's the wrong knee-jerk response because if you stop eating, your body wants to hold on to fat and makes you gain more weight. That in order to feed, in order to make the body release fat, you got to feed it all the good stuff, enough calories so it feels function, so you actually burn and your metabolism doesn't slow down, and you actually are able to lose release fat and preserve muscle the right way. If you overeat, then you're going to store fat. I mean, there's a balance between calories in and calories out and whole nine yards. But this is not a, a non nutrition lesson, but this is a protocol how to break the curse. All right, so how do we break the curse? Right, that was my last one. I think my last one. Let me see. Um, so, you know, if I recap everything, bottom line is, you know what, you can never, you can never uh, duplicate your first love or your first kiss or your first sexual experience, if it's good or bad. <laughs> um, you know, with all those things, they all can get better um, as time goes on. This protocol is no different. Just because you have phenomenal success the first time doesn't mean you can't get close the second time. But in order to do that, you have to be willing to... First, take personal responsibility and ask yourself on a daily basis, did I do exactly what I was supposed to do? And not bullshit yourself. And this is where I, I tell people, you got to grade yourself from A to B, A, you know, A, to, A to F, right? And uh, you get an A if you, did you drink a gallon of water a day? Did you measure all your proteins based? And I can only go on, I have to say based on my protocol because I believe mine's the best, Right. So our protocol, we're very specific about protein, how important protein is, and how the right amount of protein is important, no matter what protein you're eating. Every protein has its own weight for a reason in order to make sure your body never goes into the starvation mode. So I, you know, so I'm those, for those who don't know our protocol, I'm speaking from my protocol's perspective, our advanced AC diet protocol. Bottom line is, is that are you measuring your proteins and getting the right amount of protein? Are you, having, are you eating the right vegetables that are on the list? Are you a person that goes, I wonder why I can't have this or I wonder why I can't have that, and go, well, a vegetable's a vegetable, a green's a green. It doesn't seem to make a difference. If it's not there, it's not there for a reason, right? If you try to outsmart the system or think you're smarter than Dr. Simeon's or experts or even me, which is you could be smarter than me than every other realm in, your, in, in life except for when it comes to this, I believe there's not too many people that are smarter than me when it comes to this because I live and breathe it every single day. Right? And I'm open to meeting someone who is smarter than me than this because all I would do is pick their brain and give them the, give them the uh, respect and honor that they deserve. I'm not the end-all, be-all, but I do believe that I haven't met anyone yet that knows more about the fundamental parts of this, how to make this program work. There may be people that have more scientific knowledge than I am. They may have bigger words they can use. They may understand the endocrinologist system, the, you know, the, the bio, bio, you know, biology and how the body works and this kind of stuff, which is really the next step that I'm, gonna go, that I'm going to this year. That's my challenge this year to learn more about that in a different realm, and I'll talk about it near the end. But the point is when it comes to fundamentally problem-solving and understanding how this protocol works, how to get it to move forward, and not backwards and not sideways, I believe, and I'm constantly growing and learning, but I believe I'm an expert in this field. So 
If you go through the checklist and you say, did I eat the right foods? Did I have the right food timing? Did I eat my three fruits a day and my two proteins and vegetables? Um, did I have my, did I give myself the healthy fat of coconut oil? Did I drink a, you know, did I drink a gallon of water a day? Did I, actually, did I do mild or moderate exercise, at least walk? Did I, am I consistent? Do I go and go crazy on an exercise one day and don't work out for four more or five more days or another week or two? Am I consistent? Because consistency, consistency in your approach produces consistent results. So when you're coming back to this protocol, if it's your 10th time or your second time or your very first time, the curse can be broken if you're willing to acknowledge and do certain things. And let's talk about those. I want to talk about Come, come, come with the same reverence and integrity and fear of making a mistake. That, if that moves you, I don't know that, I don't know a better word to use that, but I was afraid of making a mistake. I was also very skeptical that it wouldn't work. So I brought, but I brought that negative skepticism and my fear of making a mistake, and it worked for me instead of against me. So that was me. Um, are you willing to take personal responsibility? So if, some, if you don't get the result you want on a given day, is your first response to go, that sucks, that didn't work, it must be my workout, it must be this, it must be that, and you're looking outside of yourself? Or do you go within and go, okay, Colin, let's go through the checklist. Let's see where I could have possibly gone wrong because I'm looking for solutions, not trying to create more problems. So are you a, are you a solution person or are you just a person that wants to whine and complain about the problems that are being created by you not following the system the way it was designed? If you want to step outside the edges and you want to be on the, on the outside realm and you want to kind of cheat and play with it, you know what? I really don't have a problem with that. But don't bitch. Don't complain that it's not working. That's where I got a problem. Because the thing is, I, I, I love the person. I have clients right now that go, Colin, yeah, I know I messed up, but I know it's going to take you probably another week longer on my plan. But you know what? That, I, I believe it. My, my philosophy is if you're going to cheat, cheat powerfully, right? Don't freaking waste your time on a little piece of something here that's just going to mess you up and you feel guilty about it. You shame yourself or you throw the baby out with the bathwater and you go, oh, I screwed up. I might as well just quit. That's, that's, I'm not going to say the word I'm going to use for that one, but that's just BS, right? That's just, that's just a chicken shit way of, I can't help myself, sorry. This is not a PG show anymore. It's a chicken shit way of doing things, right? I mean, bottom line is, if you're going to have, if you choose to have, go out to dinner with friends and you do your best to make, you navigate the menu and you're like, I'm going to have the freaking key lime pie, one of my favorite desserts of all time. If I, and I, and I, if I'm going to have a, just a bite of key lime pie, literally a bite, and you ran four miles before dinner, you, you were, you know, that's not the end of the world. Could it possibly mess things up for a day? It could. That's one thing about this book. It's very sensitive. For some people, that one bite could stall them for two days. But you know what? You're, you go, hey, if it's possible, I'll deal with it. But if you're going to sit down and go, I'm going off the rails right now. I'm going to have this key lamp. I'm going to enjoy it. I want you to put your napkin in your shirt. I want you to sit there. I want you to take every bite slowly. I want you to moan, make noises, freaking enjoy every freaking morsel of it and go, that was freaking good. Dang, that was good. It was worth every every particular pound I may get. And then get up in the morning and go run for a mile. Get on the treadmill, you know, Work it off, and if you stall for a couple of days, hey, that wasn't my penance. You just know that if you keep moving, it's all going to correct itself in a couple of days. That's living life powerfully. That's choosing powerfully. But this one thing here, one thing there, one thing here, one thing there, not taking really any responsibility about staying committed to you and your commitment to yourself, and you're kind of like just 
blowing it off and kind of BSing your way through it and eating good today and then messing up tomorrow. Eating, get off the treadmill. That's that, that's ridiculous. That's not being. You're not honoring yourself. You're not. You're not being true to what you said you were starting to think for, for starting in the first place for. That's that's that that is that is not playing the game to win. That's just that's just pretending, right? And if you do that, that's fine, but don't complain about it. Just stop and then come back to the table and do it again. If you want to succeed and break the curse, you gotta, especially if it's your your third, fourth, fifth time, tenth time. If it's if it's beyond your first and second time, because your first time you got it once, you got a second time to do it. You can you can be a rock star and knock it out of the park again the second time. I did, knocked it out of the park. Was it exactly the same? No, but it was close. It was close enough that I didn't even doubt the doubt the fact how good this thing worked, right? So. But if you're going to come back and do it again, you got to be willing to go. I forgot where my thought was going now, but you got to be willing to, um, oh, take off the time, right? Stop making it this race to nowhere, right? Or stop starting the protocol because you got a wedding to go to in 30 days. The, most people don't get married or don't announce that they're getting married a month before they get married. Most people give you a year minimum to tell you they're having a wedding. If it's, a, if it's your sibling, your family, your friend, or whatever, they tell you a year. For you to sit around and wait till 30 or 60 days before the wedding or the, or the family reunion or the, or the uh, grad night or what do you call it, your, your, family, your uh, high school reunion, and suddenly you've got to cram it in and you're thinking, well, it could have a deadline. I'm going to have a sense of urgency. That's so much pressure that the average person, it just tells you that, number one, that if it backfires, what's your plan B? Right? I get backing yourself into corners. I do it all the time. I do it intentionally. Whenever I'm doing something new or big that I think that I think I could probably screw the pooch on and get away with it, I tell everybody. How many times do you guys follow me through some new experiment? And I'm telling you because I'm telling you not because I want to brag. I'm telling you because I need you. I need your accountability. I need to know you're watching, even if you're not. At least if I think you're watching, I'm not going to screw the pooch, right? So if you know you have a big event. Why are you starting? And I get a lot of this. Well, hey, I have. I'm leaving town. I'm going. I'm going on vacation in three weeks, and I want to look great in a bikini. But you got 45, 50 pounds to lose. That's somehow not thinking it through. You know what I'm saying? It's, you're not thinking it through. You're not being committed to real the real reason why you want to get in shape. Because think about it. If in fact you only want to get in shape. Because you want, you have a family reunion, or you have a wedding, or you're going going on a vacation, and it's really not for your lifestyle plan. It's not something you plan on holding on to or keeping, but you just want to look good for that moment to impress somebody or to impress upon somebody. That it's not for you; it's for them. You already know it's a losing battle. That's not enough. That's not enough um, inspiration to keep you going. I got people that go, Colin, I need you to motivate me. I need your motivation. I go, motivation doesn't last. You need to be inspired. And you only can be inspired by the truth, right? I mean, we put carrots in front of us. We dangle carrots in front of us. Yeah, if I want, the, I want this size three dress. We do that as giving ourselves some motivation, but you've got to be really connected to your why, why you really want this. And you've got you to be willing to go through the emotional pain or have the emotional intelligence, whichever way you want to look at it, to go, this is, what's, this is what is really costing me. Some of the questions I ask people, I go, what is it costing you? What do you mean it's costing you? I say, it's costing you something. What does it cost? What is being 200 pounds and 5'2 costing you? And it doesn't matter if you're a man or a woman. 
What's, it's costing you something. And they go, well, you know, I'm not, clo- I'm not good in my skin. I don't, feel good, I don't feel comfortable in my skin. I don't feel comfortable in my clothes. And I'm like, no, what's it really costing you? And if we're really honest, with most people, it's costing you intimacy. Because there's no way you are being your true authentic self and being loving or lovable if you don't like the way you look or feel. It's, it's not impossible, but it's very difficult. Very difficult, right? It's costing you connectivity. It may be costing you being kind or nice. Guess what? Because how we feel about ourselves is how we treat other people. A lot of times when we're nasty, and I know for a fact for me, if I'm not feeling good about myself, I walk by a mirror and catch myself looking a certain way and I just don't like the way that looks, I'm not in a good mood and I find myself being a little nasty to my kid, a little nasty to my wife. I'm never so nasty to my, my clients for some reason. For some reason, I get into a whole different zone for that. But the people who love me the most, they get, they get it. They get the brunt of it, right? Um, yeah, she said, what's it costing you? It's costing you. For some people, then one lady said, you know, it costs me. I travel a lot, and, and I have to sit in the plane, and uh, I, have to get a pla- I have to get a belt extender, and it's freaking mortifying every single time. I go, hey, I totally get that. I want you to hold on to that feeling. Hold on to that pain, that embarrassment, because that's going to serve you when you think about that cheesecake that you think you want. So, if you want to break the curse, you got to be real. You got to know why you're doing this. It doesn't matter what plan you start, if it's the AC plan or any other diet plan, nutrition plan, whatever you want to follow. Unless you know why you're really doing it and you break it down and get to the get to the down and dirty, you're most likely wasting your time, right? If you want to break the curse, turn off the time clock, right? Don't tell yourself you got to lose 30 pounds in 30 days because that's what the brochure says. Well, that's what happened to you the first time. Come on. I lost 43 pounds in 37 days. I've never done that again. Now, I've never had to go more than, I've never had to go 43 days again. But the point is, that was phenomenal. I mean, it, it, was, just, it, was, it was the most mind-blowing thing I've ever saw in my entire life. But this is the point. The point is, is that if I tell myself i got to lose 43 pounds in 43 days, and I don't even come close, I'm already setting myself up for disappointment. Disappointment is the killer of dreams. Anticipation or unrealistic um, um, goals are the killer of dreams. So if you tell yourself, for example, like Janie, is like, you know what, you gotta lose what you got for you to be completely healthy and get your muscle back, muscle mass back, and feel feel your energy levels and feel 100% normal, back to normal. You have to you have to eat this many calories every day and eat every two hours, and you gotta lose a healthy healthy fat. Every you know two to three pounds a week max. If you lose more, if your body loses more than that, great. But the point is, that's the pace you're looking for. And in six, twelve, sixteen weeks, you're going to be look phenomenal and you'll feel great. That's your plan. That plan, even if you're doing the HD protocol, would be a great plan to have because bottom line, it, it leaves room for errors and mistakes and and life to hit you. If something happens, you get all derailed or off your plan, or you got to suddenly have a business trip or a vacation that can't fall. If something happens, you at least have some grace for yourself and you don't throw the baby out of the bathwater. Forward movement is always better than no movement at all, right? If you want to break the curse, take personal responsibility. You're probably going to have to repeat myself on a lot of these things because it's really real. Personal responsibility is the single most powerful thing any one human being can do in any aspect of their life because it brings... It doesn't allow you to fool yourself that it's someone else's fault or something else's fault but yours. Because if you, if you have no control of it, if you can't own it, you can't fix it. 
Simple as that. If it maintains, if the problem is somewhere out there and not in here, you're never going to be able to fix it. But if it's in here, you can fix it. You can absolutely fix it. What's my time look like? Where's my time clock? Okay, got 18 minutes. All right, so yeah, I'm going to wind it down. So I want to finish up with, with one more thing, one more thing, and then I'll open lines up if you guys want to ask me questions. If not, I'll keep talking. I have 18 minutes of questions. But real quickly, uh, just to show, like for me personally, I've gotten myself to the best level of shape I can get myself to by myself, but I'm so not happy where I want to be. I, so I, I literally hired today, after weeks, about a couple weeks of research, I hired today an extreme transformation fitness competition coach. Someone who I have to now trust, who someone, someone who's going to be me for me that I am, that I, like I am for so many people on a daily basis. That I'm going to have to follow their nutrition plan to the letter, their macros, their workout plan, their supplement, supplement recommended. I have to follow their system and trust it and can't judge it until I see the results, right? Um, but someone that's going to hold me accountable to following a system to get me to where I want to be. Now, will I actually compete? I don't know. My thing, I said, I will, I'm not making the decision to compete if I can prove to myself that my body can be in a place where it belongs on stage with everyone else. Otherwise, what's the point? I'm not going to, I'm either go, go big or go home, but I at least want to get the accountability of listening to taking the tutelage and learning something from somebody else that I have not been able to achieve myself, right? There's a certain level that takes that, that whole, that, that's the next level of lean that I've spent literally, you know, years trying to do, but just get close, but never can close the show. I have never been able to close the show. So I realized I needed someone beyond me to do that. That's something we have to do sometimes. There's a reason why pro athletes have coaches and trainers. That's why anybody who wants anything, they get a coach to help them guide. And it's not for their guidance or expertise, but also for their accountability. You know that every week I have to show up and give them my weigh-in, give them my staff, give them my measurements, show them my, send them my pictures. And he's got to critique what I'm doing, and I can't bullshit him because he's going to go, come on, really? In two weeks, your body hasn't changed. Uh, older, you haven't you gained weight, not lost weight. I mean, there's no way you can lie to somebody who knows what their system is supposed to do, really. But if you want, if I want to go to the next level, I, I realize I needed help. And I tell you that, once again, I tell you that because I put myself on blast because, you know, counting macros every single day and, it, and being honest about everything. See, counting macros is not about rounding off what you think, what you ate for the day and kind of keeping within the calorie. You have to write down everything. That in itself is a challenge for me because my wife will tell you, that she goes, well, what about the, hand, the handful of nuts? You, you, did you write that down? I'm like, oh, shoot, I forgot about that. Or what about the protein bar? Oh, shoot, I forgot about that. I can't have that excuse with someone who I'm paying a good chunk of money to to help me accountable. Otherwise, just burn the money, right? So um, it's a challenge. But I'm telling, I'm, telling, I'm telling everyone on the radio. So thousands of people are going to hear, hear me on, on January 11th, 2017, know that starting at the end of this month for the next 16 weeks, I'm going to be following this system. That means every tweet, every, every Facebook Live, every, every, every picture I post, every Instagram thing, if I'm freaking out at the Italian dinner, that pretty much tells you that I'm not following my plan, right? I don't even know what his, I don't even know what his, his nutrition plan looks like yet. I don't even know. I have no idea what the package is going to look like when I get it. All I know is that for the next 16 weeks of my life, I'm going to be in a bubble because I'm letting people know. 
That's what I talk about, putting yourself out there. If you want to break the curse, you have to be willing to put yourself out there and tell people what your intentions are and stop, and, and be, and stop being so afraid of looking bad and being willing to be held accountable. Having a team up with somebody who's not going to let you bullshit them. So when you sit down at the table and you, have, you order the burger, right, you're, you're, you're the, the hamburger patty, and they bring the bun, you didn't ask for it, and you, and you have one piece of bread with it, and they know that's not a part of the protocol. They go, wait a minute, what's with the bread? They're going to hold you, and you're going to give them what's with you. Well, I'm just going to have this one time. No, they can go, you know, that's not on the protocol. What the hell are you doing? And you can go, well, I'm going to eat it anyway. But guess what? They know you can't complain when you come back and go, well, you're losing your weight. They don't have any sympathy for you. That's being held accountable. You've got to be willing to be held accountable. All right, so if you don't know how to answer questions, if you have no questions, no problem. But if you want to ask a question live on the air, you press one on your phone and put your hand up. It allows me to recognize that you want a question, then I'm going to tell you what your prefix and first three digits of your telephone number is so you'll recognize that that's you. Then ask your question by stating your name, what city you're coming from, and ask your question. And remember that we only have about 15 minutes left, so try not to be too long-winded with your question or your story. And if you have nothing to say, then I'll just keep on talking until a hand comes up, but it's not required. Participation is not required, but it sure helps because there's someone out there that probably wants to know the same answer to the same question that you're afraid to ask right now. But... I hope that when you read this, listen back to this protocol, those who listen to it for the very first time, and when I say it's a curse, it's it basically there's a huge blessing in this protocol, and it can stay a blessing. It doesn't have to. You don't have to be. Not every person that's ever done the protocol is going to be cursed. Your mindset is what makes you cursed, right? Your mindset of not for taking for granted your success is what creates the curse. The mindset of not taking responsibility, personal responsibility, when you come back and do it again and you decide you want to cheat or hedge, or hedge a little bit is what causes the curse. In order to, to keep repeating it over and over and over again um, because you want to use it as your next yo-yo diet, that's what creates the curse. Um, bottom line is not creating a lifestyle plan that you can go into and follow and respect your body your body will, will, will give you what it wants if you give it what it wants. That means if you want, all you got to do is live an 80-20 lifestyle, right? You know what? Like I said, in Mexico, I had, we had beer, ice-cold beer whenever we wanted. We ate out in restaurants. But guess what? I had my protein shake for breakfast, or I had, my, I had two shakes a day, one or two meals a day. I exercised daily by just walking, and I was able to literally lose a pound in 11 days being in Mexico, in a foreign country, Eating, eating off the menu, not really, not really even trying to customize anything or, or, or we call modify anything. I just enjoyed the food. But what happens is when your body gets dialed in and you have a system to follow it that you're not constantly eating crap all the time, it actually uses that crap because actually I, it used the carbs that I ate and actually put on more muscle for me when I came home and got on my, on my body fat calculating, this body fat calculating system. So you can use system. So I still, guys, for those of you guys that have gone through the plan, you go through our system, I'm laid out for you. We got, I got 10 more minutes. I'll lay out to you what our system looks like today. For you, ideally, what, I want, what I'd want for you is to come through our system, come through our funnel this way. You come through our system, our website. You pick, one, you pick the right uh, complete kit for you, that, you know, depending on how much weight you need to release. You, you get that kit. You follow the protocol. You take your coaching. You sign up for your coaching calls, your weekly coaching calls. You let me hold you accountable. We assess what you're doing right or wrong, and we check your numbers until you get to your goal. So you get within 5 to 10 pounds of your ideal weight. 
Then I transition you over to my, my uh, nutrition plan X system where you now have a lifestyle plan you get to implement. That lifestyle plan is going to allow you to pack out more muscle, close off the last remaining body fat you have, and give you a system that you can utilize with the cleansing system and the shakes. and The whole, the whole system is designed for you to now have a lifestyle to where you can go out to dinner, you can go out to Friday night sushi, you can have sake and a beer like I do almost every Friday night, at least until my training starts, and, um, and go and travel the world and go on vacation and still, have, still be in control of your environment by knowing that you're always giving your body the base nutrition that you need. And by following the system, you're not afraid now. In a year, a year I've been on this plan, and I've been consistently under 200 pounds, about 197 to 193 pounds in that range for a year straight, solid, without any difficulty, without having to change my regimen. Because my food, the foods, the one or two meals I eat are not the same stuff all the time. But the base nutrition and the cleansing system that I implement every, every single week works, right? But guess what? It works if you allow it to work. And there's people on my team that have never used HD a day in their life. They'll never, they're, they're, not, they're, not, they're not caught up in the curse because they, they've never, they have nothing to compare it to. They've lost 100 to 150 pounds. They look phenomenal. They have lean muscle on them because they had the patience to allow their body to slowly but surely correct itself, get nutritionally balanced, and get in the best shape of their lives. And if you've never done HD before and that's the plan you want to use, then, then it, it's the ideal plan. As long as you're willing to let your body, if you're not willing to go, I'm willing to stick it out for 16 weeks in order for me to see a transformation in my body. If you're not willing to do a 16-week, our, our free 16-week challenge with isogenics, um, then you're not serious about losing weight that way. Because it, you, need, you need all that 16 weeks for your body to really get in the groove of, of, of transforming to where you look at everything and go, oh, my God, is that me? Is that really me? I have a buddy of mine, Mark, that lost over 100 pounds in four and a half months on the Nutrition Plan X system. He, but he was diligent. He, did, he stopped eating at 7 o'clock at 8 p.m. every single night. He exercised. He walked in. And he was like big. He's a big, big dude. And now he's lean and he's shredded and he's freaking phenomenal. He's my age, right? He's in, he's in his time. I, I think he's in his 50s. So the point is, is that if you're coming to the system with the right mindset, it doesn't matter if it's plan A or plan B, right? Or you can use plan A and plan B together for your lifestyle plan. But if you've used plan A repeatedly over and over again, you have to be willing to come back, take a beginner's mind, start from scratch, do it right, get rid of the excuses, take personal responsibility, and let the system work for you the way it needs to work for you. And get rid of the story. Because if your thyroid is not working, that means it's not going to work for anything, right? If you think it's your this, your that, it's not going to work for anything. If you think that's what's holding you back and you really believe that that's the problem, in essence, you believe there is no solution. I'm telling you that your thyroid function is a function of your lifestyle and, your, and, when your body, and, and the toxicity of your body if you happen to be someone who's carrying a lot of body fat. And that if it's ACG or if it's Nutrition Plan X or, or if it's Jenny Craig or whatever plan you use, if you use the system correctly and you're willing to give it the time it needs, each plan has its own timeline, then you'll get results. But if you want to, be, if you want to stay stuck in disappointment, and that nothing works, and that you're constantly having this problem, and that you, 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 it's all about you, 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 it's going to be challenging. So I hope that if you, once you get from me, those of you who are on the show here with me live, I so appreciate you. Um, sorry I couldn't do a Facebook Live thing. I'll do that maybe next week. 
I once I realized get we work out the kinks of the, of the of my system. I came out like 40 minutes early, thinking just in case I had these problems, and still wasn't enough for me to figure it out. Apparently, so I'm mean, gonna have to start a little bit earlier. But um, I hope that that some of what I said today landed on you. What I do say, what I have to do have to say is thank you for being here because you know what, you know nine years ago I remember my very first show, nobody showed up, and I hung up the phone because I was embarrassed. The second show I did. I said, if nobody shows up, at least it'll be recorded and somebody will come back and listen to it later. And lo and behold, people started popping on the line. And so every time I do this show, you know, I have that, I have that wonder if anybody's ever going to show up for the call. And uh, there's always that, that person there. I mean, the lines are lit up tonight. I mean, you guys definitely showed up and came out in full force. I totally appreciate that. The playbacks are great because our, our podcasts have over half a million, half a million playbacks. I mean, all over the world, they have people, people have, and, and, and why I haven't gone so long, I really don't have a good answer for you, other than I just wasn't inspired to sit down and have a conversation. Um, I was really just caught up in running my business, and, and uh, instead of doing what I love to do is bring content, connect with my fans and followers and clients and customers, and um, give you information that's going to change your life. So I apologize for being a businessman instead of being a, um, for being the, the person that I love being is the, the guy who helps and gives you out content. So I'm going to make my commitment that this year, regardless of what happens with our business, that I'm going to suit up and show up and at least come to have a conversation with you. It may not always be brilliant. It may not always be inspired. It may not always be the most enlightening t- topic, but it's going to be at least from the heart. And I, t- I totally ask and welcome anybody listening to my podcast. If there's a subject that you want me to co- cover, if you want me to get a special guest, I'll even do that. I mean, this year, maybe the year of guests. Um, but if there's a topic you want me to cover, um, just send me an email and say, hey, on your next podca- podcast or an upcoming podcast, can you cover this? But do me a favor and make sure it's not the typical stuff that's ar- that I already have out there. Don't ask me, say, can you do a podcast on work, ex- HG diet and exercise? I already have four podcasts on, out of the hundred and 10 or 15 are already there that cover that. Can you tell me about your phase 3 2.0? There's already two or three podcasts on that. Can you tell me about nutrition? Come with something. You know, let's talk about the real stuff, right? Let's talk. And the protocol is a protocol. Guess what? There's two books and 115 podcasts to walk you through how to do this protocol correctly. There, I mean, it, there's, there's really, you don't need any more information. There's, you know, there's tons of Q&A questions. I have asking anything ACG shows where people ask really brilliant answers, questions, and I give them answers for the questions. And sometimes I had to go research it and come back. That's how I learned so much from those shows. People would ask me a question. If I didn't know, I wouldn't lie. I wouldn't make it up. I'd go, I don't know. Well, let me research it. And I'd go and find three or four people that, that corroborated the answer that I found, and I'd come back and give them the answer. And then I would test it to make sure it was the answer. Um, so I don't mind questions that I don't know the answer to, um, but don't be lazy in the process of asking about a show topic. Let's dig deep. Let's talk about what's getting in our way. Let's talk. Let's do, let's do shows on how to get past our own bullshit or how to get past our constantly messing ourselves up or not living up into living up into our own potential. Let's talk about how. And, and this year for me, I'm going to be talking. I'm going to be doing. I'm going to be using different supplements. A lot of supplements they're using in the fitness and bodybuilding world that are pretty amazing stuff that maybe not a lot of people don't talk about. I'm not going to be selling them or, or advocating using them, but I'm going to bring these. I'm going to be learning about them. So as I learn about them, I'm going to share with you what they do, what they downside, the both, you know, the upside, the side effects. If if I would do it, if I wouldn't do it, or whatever the case may be, because we have to we have to start growing beyond the same content over and over again. This is the year of me getting. 
to a level of fitness that I have not stepped. I've only seen once in my lifetime. Once in my lifetime since I've been in my in my late 40s, 50s. That was bad. and I accidentally did it at 49 or 48. I don't know what, exactly what year it was. It was like two years after. Two years after, I think my second protocol. I did something with my body. I was eating something certain, and I didn't document it, which is like I don't know. But literally one day I looked in the mirror and I my my skin was like paper thin and I was shredded beyond shredded, and I'd never seen myself in that level of fitness. I think not even in high school right, was at that level of fitness. And I've been chasing that in my head ever since because I saw that my body was possible. I'm now five, six years older than that. Is it still possible? I see people in my age that can do it. That's why I'm getting someone who's going to take me through those steps of getting there. And I'm going to see if I can do it. And in that process, it's going to deliver and it's going to re- divulge, you know, a world that we've not talked about, you know, at least, at least I have not talked about. I talk about it with some of my clients to my guide clients, but we haven't talked about it in open form as far as, you know, what is used. Some of these are just, you know, over-the-counter stuff, or some of them are just, you know, products that you can use to actually maximize muscle and, and, and minimize fat. And I'm going to be experimenting with some of these things throughout the year. I'm going to be doing YouTube video about it, Facebook Live videos about it, and in conversations here about it. So I'm going to bring new content here for 2017. But as always, um, I so appreciate you. I couldn't do what I do without you. Um, they're in radio land listing, podcast land listing. Those of you that will play it back um, later, just know I appreciate you. And uh, we're coming back to you next week or the week after. You know what? I'm going to commit. I'll be back here next week, Wednesday night, 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, with some new topic. And hopefully that topic will be chosen by you guys. So I got to sign off here. I got less than a minute, a little less than a minute here left. Um, Go ahead and finish my little music here. I had to upload something. I have to redo my sound, my sound, my songs here. But I think I had a little Tupac here or something like that. So don't get shy if you hear a little bad language in it. But it's Tupac, man. What do you expect? Anyway, God bless you, people. Thanks for being here. Love you. Take care. Namaste. The black of the best, the sweet of the juice. I face the dark of the flesh and the deep of the roots. I give a holler to my sister's own welfare. You pop in, if don't nobody else care. And uh, I know they like to beat you down a lot. And when you come around the block, brothers clown a lot. So please don't cry, dry your eyes, never let up. Forgive, but don't forget, girl, keep your head up. And when he tells you you ain't nothing, don't believe him. And if you can't learn to love you, you should leave him. Cause sister, you don't need me And I ain't trying to catch up I just call them how I see You know what makes me unhappy When brothers make dates And leave a young mother be And since we all came from A woman got a name A woman and a name from a woman I wonder why we take from